1: people who aren't related,
0: unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different
1: mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth.
0: Alright guys, welcome into another Unrelated at Birth. We're doing another walk away topic. We're not going to do our two topics this week. It's it's just, there's so much going on in the world. We just need to have a town hall. Just a chat, just a a check on you guys. How are you doing? Um, this is just going to be Adam and Dave getting real. So before we start, I am the one, the only, the Golden Voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams coming to you all the way from the top of the state of Alabama here in Madison, Alabama. And it's life. Things are going crazy. You are <laughs> the phenomenal brother, all the way from the middle of the state of Florida, the House of Mouse, which opens in a couple of weeks. Ta-da! Mr. Adam Russell, what's going on, buddy?
1: Oh, like you said, it's going, man.
0: Day by day. Yeah.
1: Three day days by day. So it went more like meet the parents when he's saying the prayer at dinner. Dave. <laughs> three things by day. By, by day, day. <laughs> by
0: day. <laughs> so much love and yet so much information. <laughs> so there's no easy way to hey Mikey, Mike, thank you for checking us out for the first time. Uh there is no easy way to get into this. There's no easy way to, to say how to how to start. Uh normally for those checking us out for the first time, Mike, uh We normally do two unrelated topics and bring them all together. And and at the end of the show, we tell you how they've connected. Just like Adam and I, where we're two people who say we were we're separated at birth. That's where the whole unrelated at birth thing comes into play. Um, But this week, we took last week off for the Blackout Tuesday. We normally record on a Tuesday night. Uh, And and Adam and I really haven't had a chance to sit down, to reflect, to just – decompress and say, hey, what's happening? Oh. In the world? Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> what's happening, Dave? What's happening with you? What's up with that? Ooh, what's up with that? Anyway, um, but it's just... Oh, Saturday Night Live, man. That's a, a Keenan Thompson character. Yeah, I'm missing that one. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but it, it's just one of those things, man, that, that the world feels like it's falling apart. 2020, we started off with wildfires in, in Australia. We thought that it couldn't get any worse. Then we started off with a pandemic and then we thought, okay, this is it. 2020 sucks. Murder Hornets. <laughs> which turned out not to be a thing. Which turned out not to be a thing. And and then the under r- underlying race relations, which growing up in the South, you know, you and I both grew up in Alabama. We, yeah. we know it's there. We lived well, we learned the history of the 1960s. We both went to Alabama mm-hmm. uh, where the, the, the famous stand at, at Foster auditorium. Um, we never thought that we would have to live it because we thought, okay, Martin Luther King, the, 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 the movement of the civil rights, we, it's done. It's, it's, it's moving on. Sure. But things have gotten worse. and, a, a boiling point had to, to it has come to, to roost. So I I don't know where to start. So Adam, let's let's first off just say
1: hmm.
0: where, where do we start? Where where do we as a as a country start to to heal? Yeah, I think
1: I think the big piece and the hardest piece right now is just finding common ground overall. Because yep. I, I, I hear a lot of people and you and me watch and follow Funny and and see what he's been doing in Birmingham with with organizing some of the stuff there, and they've actually gotten the thing removed, which I don't think anybody's arguing and saying would have been a a thing to keep if we had to choose, you know, but I um and I'm talking about like the Confederate monument there, but I think the problem right now is is common ground. and and it's 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 a little bit unfortunate because I get where people are coming from when they say all lives matter because they're trying to say, hey, we agree with you. And we would never say that anybody's life didn't matter, but then the other side says back, well, you know, it's been proven that ours is valued less than others. And so therefore, you know, you really need to, to help us out and, and stand with us. And I, I don't disagree with any of those points, but yep. the the hard part about it is that you have to find the common ground. Yep. Between someone who would say all lives matter and someone who would say black lives matter you have to figure out what the goal is. And you and I have kind of texted about this a little bit. What is the goal? You know, and, and Mike's Michael, Mike, well, I'm going to throw this up just so people can see it. But, you know, talking about revelation and, and trusting in God and in times and keeping faith through all of this. It's um the, the part. Nobody is really talking about is that our life is a flash in the pan. It's, it's a, it's a blink of an eye. Yep. And for anybody's life to matter does have a a direct implication on policy. It has a direct implication on how we live together as neighbors, but really at the end of the day, all souls matter. Yeah. You know, and the common ground we all have. And Rick said it best this morning on the Rick and Bubba show. I was listening to that. And he said that, you know, the, the only place where true equality will ever be applied is at the foot of the cross because every single man, woman and child on this earth needs redemption equally because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and that for me i i would hope that that's where people find common ground but i know that that's not something everybody believes in that's not something that everybody subscribes to but finding something that we all can stand on together is the hard part
0: yep so i want to read this uh, just providentially there's no there's no such thing as luck when it comes to the, the glory of god and and the and heaven and all that but sure we're going through first peter at at summit and mm-hmm. This week, the passage was 1 Peter 2, 13. Be subject, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governor as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free. Not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but live as servants of God. And and this needs to be highlighted and put everywhere on billboards and everything. Hmm. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Hmm. That doesn't say love this white person, love this Asian person. Yeah. Everyone. 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 Uh, Hold on. Hold on. on. Yeah. That's not saying that all lives matter that black lives matter. I am, I am going through that right now. I, I, our friend, Kyle Gilbert posted at, after, you know, that weird day on Wednesday last week, my, our friend, Kyle Gilbert posted that for a long, the longest time he was all lives matter, all lives matter, all lives matter. And he, he said he had to do some real soul searching and, and, Yes. All lives matter in, in, in God's eyes, but that's not the, the end story right now. What, what, and and it made me think about this too. I saw a post where it said it's this African-American child holding up a sign said, sure. we said black lives matter. We never said only black lives matter. We know all lives matter. We just need your help with black lives matter for black lives are in danger. Yeah. And that hit home for me. I'm going to go on a limb here. <clears throat> and we're probably going to have some disagreement in this chat. I think it's time that we as a country and we as a a white Americans give a pass to Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick. Because he started something four years ago that we did not like. Yep. And we said, the way you're processing is horrible. We don't stand for it. We cannot do this. Well, and when we said, and we even had veterans say, I get it. I get what you're doing. Go forth. And we still stomped our foot and said, no, no, no.
1: Yeah. but I, I, th- I think it's all relative though, man. I think that what Colin Kaepernick did and what he was trying to say in in comparison and relative to what's going on now, it's like, well, shoot, we should have never had a problem with that. Right. You bro. know, but the problem with it is, and, and this is really at the end of the day, what everybody has to think about. And I don't care if you're Trump with a Twitter account, if you're Stop the tweeting, <laughs> if Stop. you're Trump with a Twitter account, if you're Colin Kaepernick or if you're you and me trying to do a podcast that a handful of people will see. Everybody right now has to to think about the overall implications of what they're doing. Because when Colin Kaepernick kneeled, no one said, why are you kneeling? There's not a problem with, with police or black people or anything like that in this country. There's not a problem that you need to highlight. What are you doing? It was, you're choosing to kneel during the anthem and saying that by extension, all of America is bad. Everything American is bad because of something that is going on. And I think that's where a lot of people took offense to that. And I can understand how they would take offense to that. I mean, we even talked it, I believe on sideline warning a couple of times, I'm sure back, back in the day, right? But, right. but it, for me, it's about if I kneel during the anthem, I'm not just protesting and highlighting a problem. I'm kneeling during an anthem and saying that everything that that flag stands for. And then it turned into talk about capitalism. And then it talked to talk about all the other things that are facets of American life. And that's where the problem really came from. At the end of the day is to march with a thousand people. And 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 try to make your voice be heard is one thing to kneel alone. And then when all of the attention is placed on you for doing something alone and in a vacuum of other people doing something, Why is all this attention being placed on me? It's like you can't stand for something and not accept any of the blowback that comes from it. The first one over the wall is always the one who is the bloodiest. The the problem at the end of the day that we have right now is, okay, Colin Kaepernick kneeled and, and we knew what his message was. Not enough happened between now and then for, them, for what people to feel like there would be a substantial change. That's really at the end of the day what happened, whether he him kneeling was right or wrong, whether the protests are right or wrong. I think we can all agree the looting is probably wrong. <laughs> but yeah, we, we can agree that not, not enough changed in a lot of people's eyes from then to now. And something has to be done. But what is the goal? So we talked about common ground. The first thing we all we have to do, you and me and our neighbor and the people at work and the people at church and the guy at the coffee shop. What we all have to do is find common ground so that we can find a way to walk together in this. The second thing we have to do is define what the goal is, because this went from very quickly. Let's let's protest police brutality against black people in America to police departments need to be completely defunded and revamped to the entire system behind it is the one that's broken. And there've been so many holes in the dike that you're trying to plug them all, right? And you're trying to address all the things that different people are saying. But the truth of the matter is, as long as you have a person, I don't care if it's an FBI agent, an IRS agent, a police officer, a state trooper, a soldier, you have someone who is considered to be in an authority position over another person that has the right to put their hands on them you will have someone die at the hands of that authority figure. Guaranteed. It will never stop because we live in a broken world.
0: And it never will be right until Christ comes it, back. It,
1: exactly. And that's the problem is we, we live in a broken society, a broken world in the point of sin. And there will always be another person putting their hands on and killing another person, particularly when they have either the authority, the power, or the firearms to do it. Now, second right. amendment is the second amendment. You can take firearms off the table. Power and authority come from the badge that's placed on the police officer's chest. And if you break the law, they have the right to do something about it. Even if you have a community watch, you brought up a great example, George Zimmerman. Even if you disbanded the police and you have community watch, that community watch person is enabled right. the policies of the city to do something about it. And so as long as you have that, someone is going to die. So you can't say stop all people dying in the hands of cops when they're in custody of the police that's eventually going to happen, right? That can't be the goal now reform and getting rid of chokeholds and getting rid of other things. The, the thing, the thing that bothers me about it, and I'm sorry, I'm going long on you, man, but no, it's fine. It's fine. in the NFL, when they say hit below the knees, don't hit the head, make sure you don't launch, don't lead with the crown of your helmet. And all of a sudden you've got people like going to sack the quarterback and then pulling hit
0: out. This, right. You can right? hit
1: here. I mean, it's like you you pull up on the quarterback. This is the same kind of thing. You're going to have a a person who has nothing to lose against a police officer, and that police officer can either do one of three things now. They can tase them, they can cuff them, or they can shoot them because they can't put them in a chokehold, They can't put their full weight on their body. They can't do this, that, or the other. And so you're narrowing down the list of non-lethal options. Right. And you just pigeonhole them into a situation where it's potentially going to make it worse. So that can't be the goal either. So I think we have to find common ground. And I think we have to define what the goal of this is and 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 make
0: that what we march towards. That's the problem. If we're we've got tens of thousands of people marching in different cities and we don't have one figurehead, one group, one person in Washington saying, hey, here's the goal. This is what we're marching for. We need A, B, C, D and F. E. Yeah. E. Yeah, no F. What, why I skip E? <laughs> um, <laughs> we need A, B, C, D, and E. We need to change this. Right now, for those that are marching, for people that are marching, I, I haven't been able to go to one because I'm scared to bring my, my kids out there. But if, if for those that are marching, if we're going to march, we don't know what we're marching for. Yeah. We're marching for in honor of Mr. Floyd. Well, those four men are, are now under arrest. They've lost their jobs. They, they are facing the punishment for that murder. Well, so let me, let me say, it. I wholeheartedly agree. And, 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 and
1: I, I drew an, in an art contest one time in school, I drew the Confederate monument there in, in Prattville, my hometown. I, I don't disagree with their sentiment and, and, and the, the one side of the argument that says those should be removed. I also don't personally know anybody That looks at that monument and drives by with a tear in their eye saying, man, those guys, those guys inspire me to really wipe out anybody that disagrees with my ideology. And is anybody having a picnic lunch under that thing, like singing the praises of (laughs) those types of beliefs? I I mean, I, I honestly don't know. And I know there are people out there like that. I don't know any of them personally. But if you take that down, the police officer in Minneapolis who had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Let's say that all of that and you had no monuments to the Confederate army anywhere in the United States, no federal buildings or bases or college buildings that had any names whatsoever of anybody associated with the Confederacy. That police officer would have made the same decision. Right. So that in and of itself, while culturally, it may remove the reminders of the people who supported slavery for the for the Confederacy under the Civil War. It wouldn't have changed that guy's life. The, the, the police officer, what was his name? Chauvin. He didn't, drive I mean, by a, he didn't drive by a memorial every day. He had 11. Here's what did happen with him. He had 11, at least, complaints against him, none of which had action taken against him. Right. That's the problem. There were multiple complaints against this guy. And someone who was running for president What's
0: missed the scary? opportunity in that state to prosecute the police officer. And somebody who I thought I would have voted for as a Democrat, potentially, Amy Klobuchar was somebody that I would. I thought, man, she has it together.
1: But but that's the but. What is the goal? Is the goal to to make sure they're prosecuted? I can agree with that. I can get behind that one hundred ten percent. You set firm and fast rules over what should and shouldn't happen. I think right. you can get behind that. I think you could say we're going to change the rules. But any goal outside of that just starts to to feel wonky. So I feel like yeah. there there has to be someone take the lead, because that's really what Martin Luther King Jr. did is he set a goal and mm-hmm. he took the lead. And there has to be one voice that steps up and does that. It can't be multiple people with different things that want to get out of this, because what that allows to happen is you get somebody who you have a, a, a good goal of let's make laws and let's put things in place and then prosecute against those laws. But then all of a sudden, this Antifa thing starts to come in with this chaos idea. And now all of a sudden, the goal is to defund all the police departments, which Antifa
0: would love you to do. Understand, I get you. Before we go into another subject, highlight what Mike just posted, uh, because I want to get into this. This one? About history can't be erased? So, let me preface this. I am not... For keeping up Civil War memorials, we lost the South. Lost the South was traitors. They don't have any place at uh, at courthouses. The only place they should be are possibly at veterans' memorials or maybe somewhere. My first point. Robert E. Lee should not be remembered as a treacherous general because some of his thoughts and and strategies are still taught at West Point today. The only reason he was very abolitionist. He was anti-slave. The only reason he fought for the South was because he he lo- loved Virginia and wanted to stay with Virginia. So. I don't want history to look on him like we look on some of the German hit captives or the German generals. So here is where I am treading lightly. I saw this morning on ESPN.com that both Deshaun Watson and um, – the wide receiver for now plays for the Cardinals, played oh, for the Hopkins. Hopkins, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, played played for Clemson. They have all signed a document, a change.com or whatever it was, asking for the removal of John C. Calhoun's name from the Clemson campus. John C. Calhoun was the seventh vice president of the United States of America. They're mad about John C. Calhoun because he owns slaves. That is a very, very slippery slope. It is. Yeah. If we start, if we start erasing people who own slaves, that means we erase George Washington. That means we erase Alexander Hamilton. His dad owns his, oh, his dad. dad. Yeah yeah but not him but his Personally. family owned slaves and he inherited a slave in his yeah. biography that means we erase thomas jefferson that means we erase most of the pre- the pre civil war presidents who were all from virginia yeah i don't i don't think you can um
1: i don't think you completely erase that type of thing i, don't, I think there's a point where you have to stop but i um It's we can debate about Abraham Lincoln being the great one of the greatest presidents of all time. Um, I have my issues, but one of the things that he did do that honestly led to several of these monuments being even around that are being torn down now was he wanted the nation to heal quickly, right? And for the South to be welcomed back in, and you know, whatever historical things you can say about the reconstruction and all of that, he did not want there to be animosity. And so it's not like when at the end of World War II with the Nazis and there were war tri- crime, war crimes and trials and all of that stuff. Right. It was a more peaceful resolution to that war. And that's why we have a lot of this today is that they were allowed to assimilate back in. Right. But I, I, I it's like I said, I think there's a there's a way that you can look at this where if it's a graveyard or a cemetery or something that where the people are actually buried. I think that type of thing is a little bit more of a sacred ground. You wouldn't want to disturb that if it's purely just a monument to something. I mean, okay, I think you could have that debate. The problem, like you said, with Calhoun is, is he on the building because he owned slaves or is he on the building because he was generous? You know, all of that stuff. And who now makes the cut? who makes the cut who gets to, d- to even decide what those criteria are at the end of the day and that's the hard part i don't know if you ever remember the the movie um enemy of the state with gene mm-hmm. hackman and will smith and they were yep. talking about like the monitors and well who monitors the monitors okay well who monitors the monitors of the monitors you know it was one right. of the questions they were talking about in there and it's the same kind of thing is the the winner usually gets to write history mm-hmm. right but the north said hey you know what you guys were americans we had our spat a lot of people died go build your monuments, we're not going to raise a fuss about that. And it it's like I said, I don't see those as lightning rods. Other people who have a different stake in this game probably would and do, and they want them removed. Okay, fine. But where do you stop? And, and what concerns me with Mike's comment is that is that um, how long will it be when they start tearing down Christian monuments? When I hear the Bible being termed hate speech for certain verses and things like that, it 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 starts to you know the car starts to pull in that direction a little bit you know where it could be that now you know the first thing they want to do and you hear it a lot is that remove the tax exempt um, nature of churches and that leads yeah. to something that you you sent me Church of the Highlands in Birmingham yep. Hoover is that where that is
0: every it's I'm the school. entire state of Alabama yeah, yeah everywhere Church of
1: the Highlands does work to to with what housing in the inner cities and stuff like that mm-hmm. but the a pastor is it the main guy.
0: Pastor Chris Hodge found this out even more. In 2016, liked a tweet from Turning Point USA, which is a very Republican Mm -hmm. conservative group. In 2016, he liked a tweet. And this is going to lead into our next conversation. Because of that, a person in Atlanta sent it to Birmingham. And now Birmingham has canceled their use of, of the Church of the Highlands, which means they won't get that support they were getting before. I think for
1: me, it depends a lot on what the tweet is. If the tweet was just some I name, you know, off the wall, off the cuff Republican comment, it's one thing. If It was something that could now be taken in light of everything that's going on now to be insensitive. You could probably make a case for it. But a lot of it for me, and I haven't seen what it is. But what do you know? I haven't seen the tweet either.
0: No, I don't, but see, but if
1: that's not in the story, then knowing Chris, you know, that's hard.
0: Now I don't know Chris personally, but I know people who know him personally. Knowing Chris, it wasn't racially insensitive. So I can't in a good conscience say. That Chris was right or wrong. Well, no, I can't in a good conscience say that Chris was wrong, because I know people who have have, have stood up to Chris and say Chris is the most godly man I know. Well, it's it's ever it's evidently um evidently a
1: big deal because when I when I Google that whole thing, Chris Hodges no longer has a Twitter account.
0: Yeah, he he deleted his Twitter. It's crazy. Yeah. So okay, here you go. So My, what it is is chart. So the
1: problem is Turning Point USA. And this again is where it is. It was debunking white privilege was what the, um, was what the, the tweet was. Yeah. It was debunking okay. that. So, well, that, okay. that, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I mean, the world you, you and I were talking about this a minute ago or actually earlier today. Yeah. The whole world right now has to focus on optics, has to focus on optics. The true yep. problem with, with Trump having a Twitter account at the end of the day is yeah, it may be his opinion, and yes, he may actually be typing it. We have some debate on that. Is he actually typing he's, them or not?
0: Come on, there is not. He has that phone in his hand and he is typing it. It's Excuse his, personal me. I'll
1: be right back. But, but it's like the, the, the thing about that is, is you have to think about optics, right? You know,
0: hey, so Mike, real quick, post that up there, real quick, what he just asked. Um, he wants to know. The army is open to renaming posts like Fort Hood, Fort Jackson, because of Confederate names. Yeah. I, I mean, we can get into it. It was Andrew Jackson, a good president. No, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, but, <laughs> you got things to say that again, man.
1: Um, um, well, in certain, it depends. I mean, he had his moments, but overall, I don't think he left behind a great legacy. Right. And, and and for anybody who thinks I don't have the right to speak on that, I had an ancestor who was involved in the Trail of Tears or could have been, but decided to stay back and get married to avoid it. So there you go. Just FYI. But so I think I think there's two things. I, I talk about needing leadership for this movement. The two things that any good leader does is they cast vision or three things, cast vision, set a goal and prioritize. All
0: right, John Maxwell.
1: Right. The seven irrefutable laws of leadership. <laughs> but so the vision has been set. We understand there's a vision that, that this type of thing shouldn't happen anymore. So what are the goals to achieve that state? Those goals we talked don't exist. Right. Now, it, at least we understand some of them. We don't understand the overarching aim. Right. But the third problem is what's the priority? Again, does anybody drive past Fort Jackson? And think, well, Andrew Jackson, boy, he really showed those Native Americans what was what, didn't he? I'm going to do the same thing today in my life with anybody who's not my same skin color. Does anybody really think that way? I hope not. Because you have to prioritize it. The priority should, should not be wasting federal money right now on new signage, new business cards, new letterheads, new TV graphics, new phone numbers, new everything. So what or are we going wasting to do? wasting Clemson money. They should take that money and move it and spend it on the thing that matters. And what matters right now is trying to minimize the impact of one rogue person deciding that they're going to put their knee on somebody's neck. That really is the thing that causes this. But here's the, that here's has, the thing. is where it needs to be focused. Uh, y-
0: yes, I agree. But that one rogue person brought to the surface what's been bubbling under for forty years. But that one rogue person. Had
1: eleven things, I guess it was 11, I don't even remember the number. 11 12, just to my mind had a new numerous things come to light that could have been stopped. There were so many red flags. and we see it with 9/11. We saw it with Pearl Harbor. we saw it with this guy, this this Chauvin police officer. The right. government is horrible at reacting to red flags. Horrible yeah. at reacting to red flags. I think that, that so I can't, uh, you have to find a way to improve that. That's what you need to focus on, is the, there has to be a system in place to hold the people accountable that let him continue to do his job when he was obviously causing a problem. And trust me, I know, I work for a large corporation. The government's not much better. It is hard to fire people because they will come back and sue you just like that. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't let somebody hang around that long because this is what happens. They make one mistake too many. That's where the money and the time and the effort need to go. It's helping the government answer to some red flags when they pop up and not just sitting on their hands in power for 18, 30, 40 years, which is a it's whole time. other topic.
0: Well, no, so let, let's, you brought it up. Let's do it. It is time for term limits in the Senate. It's time for term limits in the House. Everywhere, Everywhere else has it. It's time for term limits. I'd even say it's time for term limits in, in the Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, I am not. Um, you you and I have talked about this. I'll be very open about this, and I think some people would probably be surprised to hear it. I I am not walking into November knowing exactly where I'm putting a check. I, don't I have either. no idea at this point because you got a guy, and again, we need leadership. With all due respect to the, some of the things I think Trump has done right. He has not addressed the nation and tried to bring people together. He co-opted a speech when the launch happened down here and he co-opted a rally and he co-opted a thing. He hasn't sat down in the Oval Office on a TV broadcast that I, has he ever done that period? Yeah, he has. Like maybe once or twice. Right. Right. But this is the time where you have to do it. You have to do that. And he has not provided leadership either in this. So and yes, can, I'll put it up there, Dave. Said, thank you. You're thank right, you. Dave. Yeah, there it is. Everybody can how see. <laughs> how you know
0: that's what I wanted there? How did you know that's what I wanted?
1: Be? We've been doing this for almost a year, <laughs> and then sideline one before that. But I, um, but that that leadership has to kick in. But so on one side, I think there have been a lot of failure on Trump's part. But at the same time, how can you pull the lever for somebody who has been in public office for forty plus mm-hmm. years? and has done nothing to change this. Yes, there've probably been a few laws passed and there's probably been lip service and kneeling in the hallway and for a photo op and kneeling at a church for a photo op, but what real effective change has Bernie Sanders or Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or any of these other octogenarians that have spent half their life in the halls of Congress, what real change have they driven? None. In this arena. None. They haven't. And this is where I think if there was ever going to be a libertarian or a moderate, just come out of the woodwork like like a house of fire, like we say back home. Right. And just really blow the doors off of this election. This is the time to do it. This is exactly the time to do it. But the problem is, is cancel culture. Exactly. Who's clean enough to withstand? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody is (laughs) the machine, because then you'll have two parties
0: attacking you to knock you you down instead of of just one. There's no such thing as the machine, Adam. Remember? <laughs> yeah, right. The machine doesn't exist in Tuscaloosa. Remember? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree with you. I, You know, wh- there hasn't been a president, a pre- even a presidential election in our voting lifetime since the year 2000 was the first presidential election I had the honor to vote in. Hanging Chad 101. Uh, (laughs) There has not been a presidential election. And I can tell you everybody who I voted for and who they ran against. There hasn't been a presidential election where I said, that is my candidate 2,000%. Obama versus John McCain. Really? Yeah. Obama versus
1: Mitt Romney. Really? Really? Oh now he's he's famous again now. Everybody loves Romney now, though they've forgotten all about binders full of women.
0: Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. I cried when I had to put that check mark next to Donald Trump. Even let's go back to two thousand four. John Kerry versus W. Yeah, I love W. As a person, I love W. Oh yeah. But as a that. leader after
1: 9-11,
0: W was a little divisive.
1: I think right after, though, he was exactly what we needed. Again, he, he stood with that bullhorn on the smoldering remains of that building, and he told them I hear him hear, everyone you, would hear, hear America. Right. So. That's exactly what we needed in that moment. Um, right. But we don't have anybody that has the guts to do that since. Right, that's exactly. the problem at the end of the day. And that that's the one thing. It, it's, it's the hardest thing for me to watch in the political arena is you had – Trayvon Martin and um, God, I can't remember the, the other names of the, of the kid in, in Missouri. Um, uh, I can't remember his uh, name. Hands up. Yeah. Was, yeah Michael Brown. It, you had those guys and, and this was happening during that presidency too. And there were mm-hmm. all of these opportunities along the way to make radical changes. And for someone to step up and be a leader. And with all due respect to anybody who's listening to this, the way to lead us through situations like that is not a beer with a cop in the Rose Garden. It's not calling police stupid when they knock down that one professor's door. That type of language was not the way to lead it. And an absolute vacuum of communication from your president like Trump's doing is not the way to do it either. Neither of those are the right way to handle this. And you, there needs to be another Martin Luther King style, inspirational person that can come out and remind us that this is about content of character. Right. At the end of the day. And we also need somebody. Cause I have to, I have to tell you, I watched, um, I watched the Floyd Memorial the other day and to hear Al Sharpton speak about, you know, uh, about him. Hmm, I'm getting emotional. Just thinking about Floyd was there calling for his mama and his mom had already died. But the reason that he was calling for her was he had begun to see the light and she he heard he heard her calling his name and he was calling to her in the afterlife in heaven, you know, and it's just those those kinds of things. This is a real situation with a lot of emotions attached to it and and someone who didn't have to die. But when Al Sharpton is is a bigger voice of reason than anybody else speaking right now about this, something wrong. We need a leader. And 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 if, if it ends up being him and he wants to be reasonable about it, that's great. I'll take anybody I can get at this point. But th- we are in a counterculture right now where for every stat I give, you give a stat for every point I give. Where, where's that common ground? Because neither right. side, like my dad said, that stat I shared with you, there were 18 murders, all African-Americans in Chicago in a 24 hour period. That's that's as heinous to me that anybody would have to go through that. That's 18 people, that's 36 parents. If they were married, that's 18 spouses. If they had two kids apiece, that's 36 children. That's more than hundred people that were impacted by des- bad decisions that people made in the city of Chicago in one day. Oh. Over a hundred people that are impacted. And it's that, that cannot be allowed to continue in any way. It can't continue in Chicago. It can't continue in Minneapolis. It can't continue anywhere. But nobody wants to admit that any of this is a problem, that it's a sin problem. We have told we go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I want I'll I'll save my point. I'm about to make for later. I want to end on that point.
0: Well, no, here's I I didn't come up with this. My friend Robert Smith came up with this and I I, I wish I could take credit for this. But he just asked, are you overwhelmed by injustice, the brokenness and the disunity in this country? Hmm. He says, I found comfort. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crucified for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. That's right. Isaiah 53, 5. That's right. But that's the thing, Dave. That's it. that,
1: that, That ties in perfectly with the point I wanted to make. Okay. We have pushed God out. Get out of our schools, get out of our buildings, get out of our lives. Don't tell me what to do. I want to do anything I want to do. And no one can tell me any different. There is no absolute truth. Creationism is a lie. All Christians are science deniers. You think about all the different ways that they've chipped up, chipped away mm-hmm. at the story that we have to tell as believers. And 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 harden. we had a long conversation about this a few weeks ago, harden people's hearts, you know. Right. And now is the time that everybody should turn and say, wait a minute. We're never like I said earlier, the the goals that we have are unsolvable because it's a broken world. There's only one way to solve it. And And it it, it breaks my heart that that everybody won't feel that way because they've had their hearts hardened to it. They won't see that as a solution. They'll try to figure it out amongst themselves. And when you have 50 states and a million cities and 300 million people. Opinions are going to differ and solutions are going to differ and reactions are going to differ and we're never going to unify And that only true place we're ever going to find that unity is the one place where we all are equal And that's yep. with Jesus. So
0: that is right. That
1: is but right. But they, they, they I know it's not possible and I know we won't get there, but I, I just wish there could be at least some of that common ground found there more than anything else
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I I'm trying to pull this up without being loud right now. Give me a second <laughs> this is only, this is only about a fifty second quote and a fifty second blurb from uh, the Reverend Billy Graham. I, I sent this to you yeah. the other day, and and I, I'm just going to let this play. You're not going to see the video. I, oh, I hang just on. Think
1: let me let me share it. The, the audio will be better. Let
0: me see if I can share. It. Oh, can you do that? Let's see, look at Graham. It's the Billy Graham. Uh, well, I, I texted it to you. Can you pull it up on your text? You me
1: scroll through all my texts from the last three days, dude? Well, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we text a lot. Come on. All right. Oh, let me see. Okay. Um, well, let me see if I can find it. Here it is. I found it.
0: Okay. See if
1: you can share. Uh, that's not it. That's relaxing ocean waves. Excuse me. Let me skip this ad really quick so that people don't have to listen to that. All right. Let's see. Share screen. Ooh. Chrome tab. Share. This is impressive. This is new. Oh, here we go.
0: And now we're both up there with it.
1: Uh, uh, you like it? Oh, I like it. Let's Hit see what like. happens. Ready?
0: hmm Your your computer's muted.
1: I can't hear it. Yeah. Well, give me a second, man. This is the first time we've done it.
0: Okay. Wait. You're, I can see the mute. Tab on your YouTube. We had a good thing going. It's not not muted. Okay,
1: well, hang on. I'm not sure if you can hear audio on a shared screen on this. So just give me a minute. Okay. How about now? Can you hear this?
0: No. What? So no. How about I just play it through my? uh, That's fine. Okay. Let me pull it back up. So I hope you edit all this out. All right. So here we go. Lord, please tell me what you're doing. And God said, no, I'm not going to tell you, Habakkuk. Because if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe it. If God today told us what he's doing in the world, we wouldn't believe it. Don't you think God's given up and God's abdicated and God's left the throne? He hasn't. He's still on the throne. and Those of us that know him, put our trust in him and him alone my trust in washington i don't put my trust in the united nations i don't put my trust in myself i don't put trust in my money i put my trust in the lord jesus christ when all the rest of it fails and crumbles and shatters he'll be there and that's that's, yeah the world will fall apart in fact we don't guess this we've been promised this yeah We've been promised that it. Get, I mean, it is. It's a. It's such a. It's such a cliche to say. It's a Batman thing to say. It's darkest before the dawn, but it is the one hundred percent truth. Before we are all called home. Yeah. It's going to feel hopeless. It's going to feel like the devil has won. But I've got news for you. And I'm getting chills thinking about this. I've got news for you. Satan's already lost. Yeah. God hadn't just pushed Satan down to the ground. God bruised his, God killed him. But, but the devil is doing everything he can right now to grab the saints. The devil is doing everything he can to pull as many Christians apart and to, to say, look at all this. Look at all this this unjust. Look at all this injustice in the world. How is there a God? Hmm. But you know what? This is in God's plan. Everything that is happening right now, God knew it was going to happen. Yep. And God is working it to his glory. We weren't promised. We weren't promised an easy life. In fact, we were promised that it would be the exact opposite. We were promised that this life is going to, pardon my earthly phrase, but this life is going to suck. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you are, are when you face trials of any kind. I dare you read James one and tell me that this is going to be an easy life.
1: Well, and the the thing about it is that that gets me with this, Dave, is that we I mentioned it earlier. I want to round off the point that I was trying to make. Yeah. We've pushed God out of our schools and out of our lives and out of our day to day. And in the moment where somebody's laying on the pavement, and I, I don't care if, I don't care what he was hopped up on, if anything, I don't care what the autopsies say. There should never be anybody that has a knee on their neck like that in this country. There are other ways and there are better ways. And I think that it was a bad decision made. But you're expecting a sinful human being in a moment, we don't know what that guy dealt with and I'm not defending him. I'm making a point. We don't know what that Chauvin guy dealt with that day. We don't know how many people he had wrestled with, what he had seen, maybe a murder scene or what he's been dealing with at home. But all of that adds up to a broken soul, Yep, a sinful soul. And in a moment of high tension and anger and frustration, Cause you see body cam footage all the time where these guys have to deal with a lot. And a lot of them, you know, you'll see some of those where they just jump straight into a situation and right, wrong, or indifferent. It's a sinful human being with his knee on the neck of another sinful human being. And you're expecting that man to have grace and mercy and not put his knee on his neck in that moment. We, none of us are in that moment can say we would have made a different decision because we're all sinful human beings. No matter how much we virtue signal, no matter how much we say we think that we're superior because of a belief or, or, or a feeling or whatever, none of us can say we would have done any better. Yeah. And the fact that we're, we, our expectation is that human beings are going to 100% of the time react in ways that are merciful and right. It's a, it's a fool's errand. Yep. It's not achievable. And the only mercy and grace that can ever create that much change in this world to eliminate that possibility exists on the throne in heaven, but we've pushed him away. And we've told him, you are not welcome here in this country because you are hate speech and you are self-righteous and You tell me what I'm doing is wrong and I don't even want you around. And we've just completely pushed it away. And I'm not sitting here saying that we should remove the idea of separation of church and state and that we should now have only Christians as police officers. Don't don't misunderstand my point. What I'm saying is that we cannot look to man to be the solution to any of this. My dad just commented on there, too. He was from the era of forced school busing. Yeah. I mean, he went through that. Like I said, I have an ancestor that went through the trail of tears, and there's always going to be something that happens like this because we continue to look to government and man to solve a problem that truly only God can solve. And that, at the end of the day, is the shame of this, is that it's a completely just and a completely right cause, but we are looking in the wrong place for solutions. Yep. I
0: I dare anyone to listen to the song, No Other. Um, The chorus just says, you're the only one that can save. Jesus, you're the only way. When we don't know what to do, we fix our eyes on you. Plain and simple.
1: I mean, just, just imagine how we got here, man. Just imagine how we got here. The, the Minneapolis council person was on CNN the other day who's leading this charge to dismantle the police department. And the, the woman doing the interview said, what about if someone's breaking into my house and I, and I need someone to call to help me, what do I do? And the response was you being able to call someone or call a service to respond because your house is being broken into comes from a place of privilege. What comes from a place of privilege. And, and that's not what gets me the most. What gets me the most is I was watching that on Twitter and somebody from another country commented, yeah, it is a privilege because where I'm from, we don't have anything like that and you shouldn't continue doing that either. They were from Venezuela and I have several friends, several friends that are from Venezuela. I know lots of people from Venezuela. That country's government is not an example that anybody should follow. Should follow, right. The people are fantastic, the government is not. And for for people from that country to to have America cast in this light right now, that people from a country going through what they're going through, feel empowered to comment that we are doing something wrong. That, that speaks to how off we are on this whole thing. Yeah, they're, that person from Venezuela is entitled to their opinion. I'm sure they're a good person, but. Comparatively speaking, it's not it's not even a comparison it's not even a comparison. And I just, I don't know where we got to the point where we can say that being able to call, call 911 for someone breaking into your house is, it comes from a place of privilege. Cause my comment to that is if, 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 if your daughter Ellie or Emma one day is walking through a parking garage on a college campus, is it a privilege? Is is it come from a place of privilege for her to be able to call if Somebody stalking her. No. If somebody's raping her. I mean, we sit here and we talk about how we, we can't arm the populace. But if the police aren't there, who's going to fight back? Because the criminals aren't going to stop. If the police aren't there, who's going to respond when our daughters have a problem? When her husband's beating her? God forbid. Yeah. And it's just the fact that we've gotten to a point where we've gone from we don't need God And through the, uh, I've read articles with the coronavirus that families shouldn't even be a concept that we follow anymore. And now police departments aren't something that we need. And it's like, what in the world? What are we doing? Is everybody thinking right now? It it is just absolutely beyond anything because I don't have a problem with the circumstances we're going through because one day it will end. Circumstances will end. We can't help hurricanes. We can't stop a virus. We can't help these things. But when we're consciously making choices, that drive us into anarchy. I mean, life always, I mean, entropy is a natural state. Chaos is what everything drives towards. That's why I believe in creation because the history of the world has driven itself towards order. We didn't start with humans and governments and houses and electricity and cars and sports. And then all of a sudden, everything went to heck in a handbasket. We started with order, with chaos and went straight to order and that order has continued natural selection leads to entropy. It leads to chaos. And we're now as humans reached a point where we've decided that's where we want to go again. Why? It's just absolutely unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, I I think it's time we start wrapping this up But this has been tough. We, we didn't even want to spend the whole time on, on race relations. (laughs) We wanted to talk about coronavirus and how it's killing Adam to, (laughs) to stay at home all the time because he's the only one that's doing it. Um, but I, uh, I don't think we need to get off on this, uh, on that tangent. Three weeks ago, no, it's about a week and a half ago, I posted one, two, three, four, five, six scriptures. And I think this is a great time to read them all. Um, Adam, before we do all that, phone numbers, Twitter, Insta,
1: well, the Facebook and the Insta for anybody that's watching, and have been scrolling on the bottom. I need to put the phone number on there. Thank you for mentioning yeah, you do. that.
0: Yes, you do. Yeah, if,
1: if you guys want to call and, and leave a voicemail, we'll play it on the air. Um, any take you've got, any thoughts you have on anything we've talked about, there's so many points to be made with this and so many different viewpoints and, and ways of looking at it that we know you guys have something meaningful to share on your heart. Call 650-UAB-SHOW. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and we'll discuss it. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, Virgil, we'll do your question next week. Uh, I see you say ease out of this with the question. It's actually going to fit really well because we are going to go
1: back to like Disney related stuff, and it's a, yeah. it's a Disney related question.
0: We'll, we'll do that next week, Virgil. I, I, thank you for sending them. We love them, but this isn't a, yeah. a good. This isn't a place to, to do that. Um, Twitter, you see them here at D Adams four one nine at Runtide Run at Not Related Bros. Instagram is the same for both Adam and I uh, at unrelated birth for Insta, Patreon.com backslash unrelated birth. Adam, you said you were going to do a post about the world for the blog for our new, for unrelated com. Sure.
1: Um,
0: Well, I did one the other day about the, so it's your turn. Um, Adam, if I read these verses, do you mind closing in prayer? We don't normally, we don't normally do that, but, this this is a, a heavy topic and one that we don't tread lightly. Um, if we've offended anybody with our topics, with our, our thoughts, we're too privileged white guys.
1: Well, if, and, and here's the thing. If we've offended anybody, and, and I hope we haven't, because neither one of us see this from a place and, and feel like this is something that is not just and is not right and does not need to be addressed. We both agree with that completely. And we both want to be part of that. I would say if we've said anything that offends you or that you disagree with, let us know. Call us. And it, that's the only way, because if, if we feel like we're coming from mm-hmm. the right place, again, the common ground, if we feel like we're coming from the right place on this, but you feel like we're not the only way we can ever adjust that is not to be canceled out and removed and deleted and unfollowed on Facebook it's to, to me, let us know. Yeah, it did. But the only way is to let us know. Yep. Let us know. And we will respond back, I promise. That kind of thing is important to us, especially with something like this, because it's something that's not just about the show, it's personal. So,
0: Right. Let, let me say 100%, guys. Anything I say on Facebook, on my personal page, and even on the unrelated birth page, because... of the time, it's me posting. Uh, But anything I say, know that I 90% of the time mean it as a joke. Anybody that knows me has done the, oh, Dave, really? Shaking their heads. You did a bad joke, an untimely joke, whatever. Never think that I'm the reason slavery is still around today. That was said to me this week. And guys, it hurt. Some of my closest friends are going through this. Yeah. You,
1: I, but Dave, Dave, that's a beautiful thing, though, because you now know what it feels like to have somebody unfairly paint you with a broad brush yep. and that is what the people in a lot of these situations that they are marching against that is what they feel every single day and i get it yep. now we get a taste of that when stuff like that happens and you can put it in but it's that connection dave it's the fact that you relate it back to that and you don't make it turn you off to the point you still want to drive the point forward and you make it be part of who you are you make it a better person because of that kind of thing happening, you don't want that to happen to anybody else. You wouldn't do that to somebody else. So yeah, it hurts. But you gotta yeah. we all have to
0: turn this crap into something good. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: so anyway.
0: I'm gonna read these verses. Yeah. Bear with us. If this isn't your cup of tea, come back next week. We we we're not a Christian podcast. That's not our our well, everything Adam and I do are Christian because we are Christian. But we don't preach at people 90% of the time on this show, but we can't talk about injustice in the world without telling you how to fix it. And there's only one way to fix injustice in the world. And that's not of this earth. It's of God. So let me leave you with this and Adam, you're going to close this in prayer. Sure. John 7 24 says, do not judge by appearance but judge with right judgment. Romans 10, 11 through 13 says, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. James 2, 8 and 9 says, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and you are convicted by the law as transgressors. James 2, 1 through 7. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and says, you sit here in good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinction among yourself and because are become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into the courts? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? Ephesians 4 31 through 32 Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And lastly, First John 2, 7 through 11. I think I read this earlier. Beloved, I am writing to you a new, uh, writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and the, and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes.
1: That's good, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, I'll close this out. Thank you guys. Um, like, like the reading just said, we always say, be kind to each other that now more than ever, let's, let's make sure that we're doing that. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Take my hat off first. Yep. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Father God, we thank you for this day that you've blessed us with. And we thank you for all the blessings we have, whether we acknowledge them or not in the moment, whether we see them or not every day, thank you for them. And may you lead the Holy Spirit to help us find the good in the things that, that are happening to us and see the blessings that are there, whether or not they're immediately obvious to our flesh. And Father, I pray peace and and healing can be provided to the troubled hearts of, of people right now, whether it be because of the virus, whether it be because of um, racism, whether it be because of anything that they're dealing with, um, but either you know health, the world, other people, anything, God, please just let peace and let healing and let a calm sense of just acceptance fall over this country and over this world, God. And please help man see that looking inside of ourselves, help every man and woman see that looking to the government, to institutions is not the solution that you are truly the one who brought the solution. You preach to us in your word, several things that we can do that would help this situation and help us to find those truths, help people to speak those truths publicly, help there to be people who step into leadership positions and preach that out where it needs to be preached in the right way so that your will is done, not just in this country, but around the world, in government, in church, in school, everywhere that people get together, everywhere where people feel these social pressures that exist today, God, may your presence be what they find more than, the presence of the other person across the way from them. God, we pray that you would just, like I said, give us a sense of peace, lead us into tomorrow and the next day, just one day at a time, letting tomorrow worry about itself and finding the peace that you give us every day by studying your word, by having a hunger for it and seeking out those truths rather than just accepting whatever the world tells us to be true, God. Thank you again for your son. Thank you for his salvation. May we daily seek that to renew our minds and start every day fresh to find the best solution to all the problems we face. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.